Okay. Today, we are going to talk about the arrival kit. And um, I'm just, and then after you can share that. And I'm really excited to talk about this because a lot of people, you know, it's almost one of those things where you come into the church and you hear about it and it's kind of like, what are they talking about? You know, <laughs> the arrival kit because you arrived or, you know, what is that? So um, this, when I was a, a young Christian, I went through something by the navigators called Growing in Christ. And it was um, five lessons on assurance, like assurance of salvation, assurance of um, forgiveness and different things like that. And then it had a bunch of basic things about growing in Christ. And so I used that one. And then um, there have been other great um, Bible study workbooks that I have really appreciated for new believers. Um, so I wanted to start out and just share with you why we picked to use the arrival kit. Um, so what we do is if you are a part of Powerline, we have you go through the arrival kit before you go into any kind of leadership, before you, you know, lead a Bible study or teach or anything like that. And, and, um, so we hope that everyone will go through it. It is, it is a follow-up workbook for young believers, but I'll tell you why we have everyone go through it. In our years of ministry, we have found that just because someone's been a, a Christian for 20 years, it doesn't mean a lot of times they have just an odd kind of combination of they're really mature in this area, but they don't really know anything about this area, or they're really mature here, but they're not mature there. I had been a Christian for 12 years before I heard about spiritual warfare. And I had dabbled in my teenage years in a lot of occultic stuff. I was, you know, I won't even go into it all because that's another, <laughs> that's another session, but I actually needed to go through deliverance and I did, but I didn't do it until years and years later after I had, you know, been a Christian a very long time. And our first exposure to spiritual warfare was we started a teen group and the next day several things happened, one of which in our baby's room, a ceiling fan fell to the floor and the light fixture shattered all over everything. It had been perfectly fine and perfectly steady. And we thought, what is going on? And then someone said, oh, it seems like you might be going through some spiritual warfare. Oh, okay. So one of the things that this workbook does that most other workbooks don't is it does address spiritual warfare. It does address breaking soul ties. It does address some things that a lot of follow-up material doesn't address. And so Mike and I really like that because in our culture right now, most people come to Christ um, with a lot of baggage. And so this, you know, this does help them to deal with that. Jane and I grew up in a time where everybody went to church. When it was Sunday morning, everyone was in church. And whether people were saved or not, they knew the Bible stories and they could probably tell you how to get saved. But that is not the world we live in today. You know, young people dabble in other religions. They dabble in all kinds of stuff. So the arrival kit is 11 weeks. 
And it starts out very basic. And the intention of it is that you, you meet with the Lord every day. And it only takes 5 to 15 minutes. How, how long did it take some of you when you did the arrival kit to do the lesson each day? But was, did any of you do it in like five or 10? I just, I thought it was, it was very quick. And, um, and so the idea is a new believer goes through this material. They get into the pattern of spending time with the Lord every day. So that's why it's short little lessons you're supposed to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or whatever five days you want. Then when you meet together, when you get together with, the person who's taking you through the arrival kit, you just ask them, um, you know, what did you like best? What did you like least? You know, was there anything you didn't agree with and why? And um, things like that. They're just some basic questions you ask. And those are discussion questions. And then you can pray with them. How are you doing? You know, what can we pray for? And so it's a very simple way to disciple someone and it's a very simple way to to disciple um to be discipled so most people being women now i know men go through it like that some of them not all some of them not our husbands laura (laughs) but um but some men do i remember zach i mean he did the arrival kit and you know it was like we met they met for 25 minutes and you know they did their questions they prayed and they were done but women we like to have more time to talk and get to know each other and a lot of times these weeks the first few weeks are very very basic Um, and then as you move into the later weeks, you go into spiritual warfare. I love the ending of the arrival kit because you go into, um, how to pray for unbelievers and how to reach out to unbelievers. And it's really, you know, it's really neat. This is set up, um, to be used in the context of a small group. At this point, we had when we had small groups our small groups were so large <laughs> so this we are kind of one big small group as a church and so we're able to live this kind of lifestyle out that's in here and they talk about things and um, one of the things about a new believer is and I touched on this last <coughs> week a new believer has a lot of relationships with ungodly people who need to get saved so they're really a treasure trove of bad relationships <laughs> where you can see those people come to Christ and get saved. So, um, but there, by going through this book, we don't agree with everything in this book a hundred percent. You know, there's some, uh, one of the things I think most people have problems in this is when he talks about the three heavens, because it's kind of confusing what he's trying to say. We agree with that. There's the natural realm, the spiritual realm, and there's heaven where we're with Jesus. But I've never like really referred to it as the first, second and third heaven. And I don't, but you know, so I just say that because if you come across something in the book that you don't, you know, that you think, Oh, this is weird. Then I would talk to someone cause they'll probably say, Oh yeah, that is a little bit, you know, but no, nothing in the kingdom on this side of heaven is going to be perfect. But I did want to point that out. 
I do love this book because it does get it does get people in the pattern of having a quiet time and it focuses on being in the listening room. And that is something no one ever talked to me about as a new believer either, to just listen and wait on God. And so that I found really helpful. And it's really helpful for people because people go two ways. This is what they do. Some people, this is people A. Oh, wow, I really want to do that. It's God's will that blah, blah, blah. God spoke to me and blah, and it's just completely their flesh and they're just hearing what they want to hear. Then other people, they want you to hear God for them. And, you know, they'll come and say, can you pray and just like, what do you think God is saying? And, and we want to always say to people like that, well, I'll pray to confirm something God is saying to you, but you need to hear from God. That's your, your role is to try to hear from God. Hearing from God, most people mess that up long, long time. And that's why I talked last week about really, really reading the word, because it's very easy to put your desires on God's heart, if that makes sense, sort of like, okay, if this is what I want to do, it's God's will. Or then there's the opposite. If this is absolutely what I don't want to do, and the thought of it makes me feel like throwing up, it must be God's will because, you know, he's so harsh. He would want me to do something horrible. But um, so anyway, um, the fruit that I have seen in this is so vast. Number one, I think once people get through this, if they're faithful in doing it, um, meeting, uh, you know, doing their five different days and not just, you know, oh, wow, I have to meet with Mary in an hour and whipping the whole thing out. But if they're really faithful to do the five different days, if they're not in the habit of having a quiet time, they get in the habit of having a quiet time. So that is really helpful. And it's in, it's in small bites. You know, I always encourage people better to meet with God five minutes a day than two hours once every other week. You know, it's just, it's better to build that habit of consistency. Just like you wouldn't brush your teeth, a really good brushing every two weeks. Well, you could, but then, you know, anyway, I won't describe it. So, so that has been a blessing. The one thing that makes me really sad is that a lot of people don't memorize the verses. And I would beg you, beg you beg you to memorize the verses because you know the opportunity to memorize scripture would be like me saying hey I've got a bag of hundreds do you want some that is that is how good for you memorizing scripture is and I know scriptures that I memorize like I remember being a brand new Christian and going through that growing in Christ thing and memorizing if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. How many times have I quoted that verse in my adult life? You know, I was 16. But how many times have I used that verse? How many times have I been leading worship and the Holy Spirit has said, say that verse because people are struggling with condemnation right now. So, you know, memorizing scripture, don't skip the memorizing scripture. When you get older, like my age, 50s, even sometimes your 40s, it's a lot harder to memorize scripture 
So I would encourage you, if you're under the age of 30, you know, treat yourself. Say, hey, if I memorize 10 verses, I'm going to go get, you know, a massage. I'm going to go buy myself a new outfit. My husband's going to take me out to dinner. Uh, my dad is going to take me out to dinner. But but treat yourself to something if you memorize scripture. And I would even pay my kids to memorize scripture. You know, I wish that the kids and I had memorized more. Kate and I memorized a lot, and Juju and I did. But um, it is it is val- it is that valuable to memorize scripture. So, and they have some really really good scriptures in here. And, um, you know, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there. Um, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And against those things, there is no law for, I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any power, neither height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So these verses are amazing. Like they picked really good verses. So I just, um, like I said, I, I think they're really wonderful. The, the arrival kit itself is really simple. The value of going through it is the relationship that's built in, in the person that you take it through. And also, how many of you have gotten close to someone because you went through the arrival kit with them? Okay. So, you know, it, it builds a close relationship and it allows you, it, it allows you to, um, kind of get your feet wet with the process of mentoring because it's a short commitment, usually 12 weeks. The first week you meet and you kind of go over what you're going to do. And, um, but it allows you to get your feet wet with being mentored. And then if you're going to mentor someone, and this is a great first step because it's very simple, you know, the questions are laid out and you can do your own or you can like, you know, it's, it's very straightforward. And so, um, mentoring does not have to be hard. Now, there are people that you are mentored by and they bring, you know, their interlinear Bible and they read it in the Greek and they look up Greek words and then they lay hands on you and then they prophesy over you and tell you everything you've been thinking for the past week and what you need to do and what, you know, and God just put this on my heart. But, you know, in the real world, we're just very ordinary people. You know, we had a good week or we had a bad week and we're basically passing on what we have and what we know. We're just passing it on to the next person. So um, how many of you feel like God has showed you something that would be valuable to someone else? So I should see every hand in this room up. Come on. Martha Rose. I know God has shown you something that would be valuable to pass on to someone else. So (laughs) one of the things that, um, you know, why, why do we as a church believe so much in mentoring? Have you ever wondered that? Like, cause that's kind of, we are actually known for that. That and our worship, <laughs> either good or bad, <laughs> depending on the perspective. And, the, and and we're known for our teens. We're known for having really godly teens. You know, those are the things people, 
the good things people say about us. But, you know, other pastors will meet them. They're like, oh, well, you're the discipleship church. You're the mentoring church. You're the church that mentors. So why do we do that? Does anyone know? Jane? It's the biblical pattern. And Shane, what were you going to say? Right. It is the biblical pattern. That was so well put, Jane. So well put. It's the biblical pattern. It's what Jesus did. And our goal as Christians, worship is not a concert. Church is not a country club. Okay. No one is ever going to, you know, I remember (laughs) someone came to me once and said, you know, I think some of the people, they just don't like, you know, this song and this song, the blah, 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 blah. And they had all these reasons. And, And I said, oh, well, thank you for sharing that with me. I'll pray about it. And then she said, well, you know I don't like it. Aren't you just going to stop doing the song? And I said, well, see, here's the thing. I don't really care what you think. I know. I said, (laughs) I don't really care what you think and what you feel, but I do care what God thinks and feels. And I want the songs that he wants us to sing to sing. But you may be showing me that this isn't a song that I missed him. And this isn't really a song that he wants us to sing. So I'm going to pray about it. But I'm not going to make a change for anyone because of what they like and don't like. But I, I will make changes on what God reveals through people who pray, people who try to hear from the Lord. That will influence me, you know. Um, and so I just, I think I, I shocked the person, but they said, wow, well, that's probably the best way to do that. And I said, yes, it really is most important that we are doing things that God wants us to do. I think even if we're missing him, the heart to do what God wants to do is the most important. We are not here to please people. But we are here to please God. And I believe if God is pleased, that many people will be pleased too. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, that is um, basically, we are, we're a mentoring church, not because we think it's the hip way to go or it's hipster, you know. Oh, that's hippie, isn't it? But we are a mentoring church because it's Jesus's way to go. It's the way he did it, and it's the way we want to do it. So this is one of our first tools. We have a lot of uh, tools for ladies in the back, um, Bible studies that I've written, and um, you know, and there's many other good ones too. We just we just happen to have those um, back there. But also, Kate wrote a Bible study called Brand New Life, and that is really good too. So. Um, one of, um, one of the, anyway, we're going to talk about using materials at another time, but I just want you to know there's other materials out there, but if you haven't been through the arrival kit, I would encourage you to go through the arrival kit. So, and Sarah, you want to share? Yeah. Okay.
Okay, so, oh, actually, can I do my face up again? <laughs> so I'm just going to talk a little bit, um, just kind of give you an, a general overview of the arrival kit. As Meredith said, it starts off really basic, but then the last week is actually talking about being a mentor and ministering others and reaching out to unbelievers. And so um, the first week, it focuses on your new family in Christ. And um, for for me, what I tend to focus on in that week and what the book focuses on is being part of the local church and being committed to the local church because even like seasoned believers sometimes can struggle with being really committed to the local church. So that's week one. Um, week two uh, starts to touch on baggage, which, you know, it's like that's a kind of early because it, it gets more into baggage in week seven. But um, that's the focus of week two. For week three, the focus is what is old. And so putting off things that are old and getting to know God and putting God first. Uh, week four talks about what's new and how we are servants and how we can be used by God to build others up. I, that was week four, right? Yeah, sorry. Um, week five is equipped for service. So... Um, this is a neat week because it talks about being filled with the spirit and then the spirit ministering through you. Um, and week six talks about hearing from God. It's called touching God and the listening room. And he talks a lot about the listening room, which Meredith talked about a lot of times. I know for me, I don't take enough time to just sit and listen. My prayers are usually filled with me talking and, you know, uh, and not enough of listening for the Lord's response. Um, week seven is probably the big week in the arrival kit and you'll hear it a lot. And that's, that week talks about dealing with strongholds and soul ties. And I know for me, um, cause I've taken several people through the arrival kits. Um, it is even for older believers. Um, I, I usually like, there's usually like one like soul tie or stronghold, at least one that we have to walk through. And if you've grown up in a Christian home, like maybe you haven't gotten into too much sin. I have found though that almost everyone has at least a soul tie that needs to be broken. And, um, and so usually for week seven, Meredith will have you meet with like, say if I was taking Rose through it, um, Rose and I may meet with Meredith, like she may join us for that week. So that's kind of up to Meredith's discretion. I think probably based on the person's past that you're taking through, because it is a spiritual warfare thing and we don't want you to like go in over your head. You know, if someone has a really um, deep, dark past, like you may want help. Um, you may want to consider fasting. A lot of times I will fast whenever I meet with someone on that week. And, um, it's so funny because every time I go through the arrival kit with someone, I feel like the Lord re like shows me like a new like soul tie I have to break or like a new stronghold in my life. It's funny. This is kind of embarrassing, but I'll give you an example. When I was in high school, I had this huge crush on this guy. Huge crush. We never dated. Um, and so after high school, I completely forgot about him. Well, this is years, this is years ago before I was married. Um, I was working in the salon and he came in one day and the girl who sat next to me cut his hair. So I would see him every time he came in to get his hair cut and I would never really like think about him. But all of a sudden, like I started having dreams every night and he would be my dream and they wouldn't be weird dreams, but he would just like always be there. And so, um, 
it really started to affect me because like, I mean, I really wouldn't think about him during the day, but I'm like, this is so weird. And so I was praying about it one day and I'm like, Lord, like, please, like, what is going on? And the Lord showed me that I had a soul tie and he said, break the soul tie. And I did, I prayed and I don't know how it was formed because again, we never even dated, like we were only acquaintances. So I like barely had conversations with this guy, (laughs) but it wasn't like, I think my feelings were strong enough back then that I don't understand it all. So anyways, that was, that happened like two or three people ago that I took through the arrival kit, like that came to my mind. And so it came to my mind that I had to do that. And so that's just something that's really silly. I know a lot of girls who end up having crushes on guys, they form soul ties with guys. And so those are just some things that you may encounter on week seven. Um, But again, we're not just going to like throw you to the wolves. Um, If you don't feel comfortable enough, we'll probably, again, pair you up with like Meredith or a leader. I mean, that's Meredith's discretion or me <laughs> or meredith no i'm kidding right 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 because there i mean there can be demonic things going on i mean i don't you just never know so so week seven is like the big step. Like you'll always hear about week seven in the arrival kit. If you come to the church, I guarantee you're going to hear about week seven. So just to kind of, you know, don't be too scared, but you do want to treat it seriously. So, um, okay. So week eight, dealing with attitudes, uh, how we view people. He talks about how we view people. And he also, the last day, he talks about bitterness and anger. And that's also another one. A lot of times people need to walk through forgiveness, Um, even if they've been saved for a long time. Uh, Week nine, the battle for men's souls. So getting into God's heart for the lost and the idea of praying until, and I love that. Like he gives examples and like how people have kept journals. And I always want to do that. Every time I read that week, I'm like, oh, I need to keep journals more. I'm one of those people who I start journals for like a week and then (laughs) they're just out the window. And so, um, but I do like the idea of praying until and and keeping it in a journal. It's just, that's just really hard for me. Um, so week 10 is the wrestling match. And that gets into principalities and levels of warfare in the armor of God. And then week 11 is called the journey beyond. And that's about being a minister, being equipped to minister and becoming a mentor. So that is the arrival kit in a nutshell. And, um, some things that I have done, because I've also takes like, I took Molly through the arrival, arrival kit. Sometimes I try to, I'll try to focus on, like, the meaty application, what I call, in each week. Like, for example, week two. It can be a really basic week, but on the last day of week two, it says to, it, there's a challenge to pray for an hour in one sitting. And, like, I feel like, wow, even as believers, like, that can be challenging. Like as a seasoned believer, that can be challenging. And so um, I would just encourage you if you are taking a seasoned believer through, like look for those because there are like, even though it's basic and it's simple, like try to pull out those like more meaty things that, um, that have 
pertinent application. And then um, I always come up with my own application questions that I draw on. Like I say, okay, well, this week is talking about the local church. And so um, I'll try to pick pick one or two scriptures that because there's a scripture or two every day. And so I'll focus on just one or two scriptures and we'll get into that one or that two, or we'll just really expand on this idea of the local church. So these are just some ideas. If you happen to be going through it was someone who has been a Christian for a while, like still try to make it really applicable for them and try to pull out those things that, that they can learn from. And Meredith mentioned, I was also going to mention memorizing the scriptures. I am really guilty in these later years that I've been taking people through of not being as firm about memorizing the scriptures, but they are really, really good scriptures. And they're in the gray, just so you know. The The older book is like this. It opens it, or the newer book, but this is an older book. And as yes, you can tell, there's indeed. tons of writing. So, but these are the scripture cards. I like to keep them in there because if I cut these out, I would lose them, but you're not me. So maybe like you could cut them out and keep them, but these are the scriptures that Meredith was talking about. And I would encourage you, I think all of us can grow in memorizing scripture. Me most of all, but I think all of us. So that is the arrival kit in a nutshell. So was there anything else? I have the paper. So before we, I'm going to pass out some cards. Before, does anyone have any questions about the arrival kit? Either going through it or taking someone through. Mickey Lana. Twelve. So it's three months. It takes three months if you if you're faithful, and I mean. If you're a woman, it's never less than an hour. Yeah. And then, um, that is a good question. And we have found that that young women should be about 15, 16, depending on their maturity level. Because um, earlier than that, they just don't have enough time to have strongholds and soul time. <laughs> just kidding. No, earlier than that, there really is a lot. There's a lot that changes in a young girl between the time she's 11, 12, 13, 14, and about 16. So, you know, you'll you'll kind of feel that. We've tried to take younger kids through that, and they can go through it. But then it's almost like many of them have come to me and say, you know, I went through the rebel kit, but I'd really like to go through it now that I really feel like I'm getting stuff. So, you know, so that there's other things though that girls can go through it. You know, they, it's the arrival kit isn't, it's just, for, it, it is a prerequisite for any kind of leadership ministry. Yes. Yes. Most of the people I took through the arrival kit were really newly seasoned Christians. <laughs> so we spent the whole time really focusing on learning how to mentor the next generation. So, I mean, that's something you can do. But Sarah's suggestions are fantastic, but on top of that also, keep in mind that the discussion should always be around, this is not about me and you, this is about the next generation. 
Yeah, because you want to keep that vision. And people really, you really should go through the, the idea is that every single person in the church should go through the arrival kit and at least every couple of years take someone else through. That would be, as leaders, that would be at the desire of our hearts. You know, yes, Mickey Lana. That's a good question, and I believe really strongly in discipling um, your own children. With the arrival kit, it's only three months, and it's kind of a nice way for your children to bond with other people. So I don't see the arrival kit as like a way to say, okay, now I'm not discipling my children, because I think discipling your children is very intense. It's, you know, on and on and on and on and on. But um, the arrival kit is a nice way for kids to get plugged in. And that's another reason to wait until they're older. They don't have to. You can take your own son or daughter through the arrival kit. But it's, I've seen a lot of people build, build some nice relationships by doing that, I think. So um, you went through it with Aisha? Right, 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 right. And you went through it. Have you gone through it? Oh, you haven't gone through it yet. Right, because how old are you? You're 15. Yeah, so you're getting to about the age to go through. And Brooklyn's going through it now with Madeline. Um, so let's see. Any questions, other questions about it? Okay. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hand a card to each of you. And the question says, how, you put your name, have you completed the arrival kit, who took you through, are you currently going through it, do you want to pass these out, Sarah, who have you taken through the arrival kit, would you be interested in taking someone through, is there anyone specific on your heart, um, you know, like we have Etta here, Esta here, who is um, an older lady, she doesn't make it every week because she's um, a very sick older lady. She has congestive heart failure. But um, she, you know, someone may say, oh, she's really been on my heart. I want to reach out to her. Or maybe it's just someone that you have a close relationship with. So um, if there's no one on your heart, that's fine. But uh, maybe you've just finished the arrival kit. And you think, oh, I feel uncomfortable taking another woman through it, but I'd love to take a teenage girl, you know, or maybe you have a heart to meet with a younger, a younger teenager, even though they're not ready for the arrival kit to just invest in. So I want you to start thinking, I just want you to take this seriously and think about who, who is on your heart, you know, that you want to invest, invest in the next generation.